we're getting ready to go back to school. Happy sad day. Mostly sad day. Because I don't get a wake up at 10 anymore. I know you're all feeling sorry for me. <laughs> but it is it's good to be me in the summertime. Um, but, like, as we get ready to go back to school, if you listen to a teacher for more than 10 minutes, the word standards are going to come out of their mouth. Because that is what we get to focus on in every aspect of our life are the standards. Now, the standards are... Um, information that they feel that each child needs to know at each grade level. Like when they leave, they need to know these standards. And not just like know them, regurgitate them for a test, and then forget them. Like they have to have a working knowledge of these standards so that they can be more marketable as they go on to higher levels of education and so that they can compete in a global economy. Doesn't it sound like I'm drinking some Kool-Aid? Okay, so (laughs) anyway. This is, you know, that's what they're supposed to know on each grade level so that they can successfully go to the next grade level, which, you know, that's, that's awesome. Great. Yay. I'm glad we have standards because, you know, they're, well, anyway, this is, that's the key to their success is knowing the standards. In the kingdom of God, we also have standards. So we're getting back to basics today. We have standards and we not only, just like the kids, we don't need to just, have a, a, a head knowledge of them, we need a revelation of them. And we need to be able to have them be applicable in our life so that we can use them in a meaningful way. Not just, oh, yeah, I think, you know, I read somewhere that Jesus, like, six stripes, so I don't have to be sick. I don't know what that means. But, you know, so that, like, when we're sick, we can say, yes, I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. I, or... I know my God will provide. That's a working knowledge of the standard in the word of God that says he'll provide our needs according to his riches and glory. That's a working knowledge of it because she stands on it. And so you can see that. Now, we grow in these standards by coming to church, attending meetings like this breakfast. Yay! Um, you know, we study the word. We spend time praising, praying. We speak the word. We let him speak to us. Because we need to know the standards to be successful, right? So we do all these things. Um, both the written word and the rhema word. So that means we're reading our Bible and we're spending time letting him talk to us, letting him impart into our lives, um, talking to him. It's it's an interactive relationship. It's not just you come to church and and sit and then you go home. Like this is something he created us to be in fellowship with him, to have time to spend with him to have time where we share with each other. Now, we do all this so that we can closely resemble him, so that our walk represents his walk, his character, his heart, his who he is, so that we can be a real Jesus to the people around us, so that they can see something real in us, something different in us, something that compels them. It's like, ooh. I see something in you that's different than other people. What is it? And, 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 and it, it's like a glow. And, and, you you know, I look out and I see that on all, you know, you're just like, ooh, look at us. We're, a little, we're like Christ. Yes, you are. I mean, you can, <laughs> you can see it like in your eyes and in your, like in your heart. And, and you can just see it. It's different. It's different than staring at a, a room full of people who, who don't know and love Jesus. There's a difference in you. And, and the more we 
learn about the word and the more that we seek who he is, the more that that light on the inside of us just glows and and and, and people are with us and they're like, there's something really different about you in a good way. Not like, oh, they're crazy. No. <laughs> yeah. They get to see something genuine and something that's real. And, 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 and it just permeates everything that you do. And the more you study, the more you know the standards, the more you spend time with God, the more successful that is in your life. Now, why do we do this? Well, we do this, we become more like Jesus because in his word, it, um, it, it, it benefits us in our lives. Like our lives, when we, when we become more like Jesus, um, it makes our life complete and full and extravagant and grace and mercy and love and, and, and peace and long-suffering. That's why I've got all those on the table, all those words to remind us that, that this, is, this is who we are. The basics of who we are is peace and joy and long-suffering and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control and health and contentedness and mercy and grace. And salvation. That's that's the basics of who we are. And it seems like a lot, but really, that's the basics of who we are. We're 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 in, we embody that when we become like Christ. And and it's it's a great benefit to our life because when you have a life that's full of peace and a life that's full of joy and a life that's full of hope and a life that's full of love, you have a great life. That that's a great benefit to us. But it goes beyond that. It goes beyond just having that great benefit for our life because it's that that life that he gives us that then becomes a testimony to the people around us. Because ultimately, our salvation is for us, but it's not for us. It's for the people around us. And, you know, it's so that we can make disciples. Now, making disciples sounds like a great big giant thing that when you get all your spiritual merit badges that you get a, you know, then when I get them all and I've got them and I've done all the work and I've learned all this stuff, then I'm going to make disciples because I'll be ready. And and that's, that's not the way, that's really not a truth. Making disciples, as soon as you receive salvation, as soon as you like no God at all, and he comes, you have a truth that you can give someone else. You're walking in something that you can give to somebody else. And there are lots of people that surround you every day that don't have that truth. And it says in um, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, in the message, it's a, in the message uh, Bible, it says, Jesus undeterred went right ahead and gave his charge. This is when he got ready to go back to heaven. Everything was all done. He'd been on the earth. He'd done his work. And he said, this is, okay, here's the game plan. This is what I want you to do. And this is for all of you. God authorized and commanded me to commission you. Go out and train everyone you meet far and near in this way of life. Marking them with with baptism in the threefold name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then instruct them in the practice of, of all I have commanded you. I'll be with you as you do this day after day, right up to the end of this age. And, and so if we look at that, it says that we're supposed to meet or we're supposed to train the people that we meet far and near. 
That means the people that we come in contact with in our life, it's our commission. It's, it's the great commission. It's what we're supposed to do. It's what God said, hey, go do this. This is important for you. We want you to move forward. We want you to do this. And, and it said, I want you to go out and train people. Well, we just talked about the standards. So as we learn the standards, then we give that out to the people that are around us. We give them truth. And, and speaking the truth is really important. I don't know why we have. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> but, but making disciples, how do we do that? I mean, it sounds like a big deal, and it's not as big a deal as we make it to be. Making disciples is simply, and, and God kind of broke it down for me, is simply just sharing who you are and what you know with the people around you. That makes it very simple. Now, who you are opens the doors. You know, when you, when you sit down with someone, who you are uh, gives you a place of empathy with that person. Now, nine times out of ten, when God sits you down to minister to someone, they'll start talking. You're like, Brill, that's so funny. <laughs> hey, I've been there. I know that place. I sat in your seat. I know what that feels like. And because that point of empathy, and the definition of empathy is of pertaining to or characterized by empathy to the intellectual identification of or vicarious experience of feelings, thoughts, and attitudes of another. So it's like you have an empathy for them because you can understand where they are because of what you've done. So who you are kind of opens the door to their heart. You know, there are lots of ways that you can, that God will give you an opportunity to open the door to people's lives, to their heart. You know, I'm a mom. I'm a sister, I'm a daughter, I'm a teacher. Um, there's so like there are lots of ways that I can talk to people. I you know I I've had a marriage that was going sideways for a while. I I've had financial difficulties. I've had cancer. I've I don't know. There's a long list, you know, but there's lots of opportunities that I get to speak to people because of the empathy that they feel because of what I've done. So you're who you are kind of opens that door and it gives you a, a moment to speak. Now, what we speak in those moments, that's where making disciples comes in, because we can have lots of flowery conversations and and and, and we can and do all kinds of stuff. But. When you tell people where God's worked a miracle in your life, then they're willing to listen. It's who you are. It's your testimony. It's what you've come from. So making disciples isn't like you go out and carry your Bible. I mean, if God tells you to do this. But isn't it more effective when someone you know, someone you love, someone you trust, someone that's been down the same path, someone that has some experiences that match yours, is in your life, aren't you more willing to receive from that person? Because you know, I mean, because you trust them, because you feel love from them, because you you have a kindred spirit, so to speak. And, and you know, it could be on your front porch, it could be in your drive, you know, 
I don't know how many hours I've spent in my driveway talking to somebody across the street or right beside me at the mailbox. You know, there's lots of opportunities. And, and you know, we want it to be like this, you know, God moment. But we can capture those God moments anywhere because his word says um, in John eight thirty two, it says, oh, wait, I'm not there yet. All right, hold on. Uh, so when we open the door, it, when people are desperate, people are seeking, you know, it, it, it's for the person that's desperate, the person that's seeking, the person that's learning. It's that old saying that says that people won't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And, and those and those places where you're where you have the door open, that's when you begin to speak. Because if you speak truth in those moments then that's where the freedom comes. See, it's not only who you are, but it's what you know. You can have giant flowery conversations all day long, and that's going to make you both feel like, oh, yay, we're closer. But there's no freedom. If you don't speak truth into people's life, then there's no freedom. It says in in John 8.32, it says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. In Psalms 34, it says, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and the ears are open to their cry. So when you're in those places, God gives you opportunities to speak. Well, we have to speak life. We have to speak truth. And and, um, when I was growing up, I grew up in a Christian home. You all know my story. I grew up in a Christian home, and then I decided to do my own thing. So, you know, I got prodigal on the list, too. You know, (laughs) I can speak to prodigals. Yes, check. Um, (laughs) It's true. Uh, And so... But when I was in those places where I wasn't focused, like in sixth grade, I had like Bible studies, like all my friends, like they were like, oh, my doctor says if I keep doing this, I'll keep cracking my leg. I'm going to have arthritis. I'm like, why do you want arthritis? Why you keep saying sixth grade? Why you keep saying that? That's ridiculous. Why don't you just say you're healed and walk around like you're healed and stop doing that? And they're like, you're crazy. No, that's truth. You know, and, (laughs) and so you know, sixth grade, and then by senior, I was like, woo, woo, I'm going to WU, number one party school in the nation, whoop, whoop, you know, <laughs> yes, I am, because it's in my state, uh, and then, you know, <laughs> and then, you know, I ended up at Oral Roberts over the summer, I figured out, oh, okay, not WU, Oral Roberts, polar opposites, um, <laughs> but in those places, people continued to speak truth, in my life. And because I grew up in church, and I don't know if it's different if you don't grow up in church, but I recognize truth. And whether I wanted to hear it or not, I still got truth. And, and they continue to speak it, and they continue to say, well, this is who you are. You know, when I said, I'm going to, I'm going to WU, mom was like, okay. <laughs> and she had been speaking over me from the time the door opened that I was going to Oral Roberts University. And I spoke, I was going to Oral Roberts University, so I got to be a junior. And I'm like, no, <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> I am not going there. And then, but she, she continued to speak it. She continued to say, this is where you're going to school. And, you know, all the way up until, like, July, I'm going to WVU. Nope. And she just, okay, honey. And then about July, I'm like, I'm going to Oral Roberts. And she's like, I know. <laughs> Okay, but, you know, she never stopped speaking truth in over my life in prayer 
but she never stopped speaking truth to me, the truth of the word of God. This is what, you know what the word says, blah, 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 blah. You know, I, when, when I had cancer, you know what the word says, blah, 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 you know, this is what you need to do. This, and I, I, I you know, and any, and, but in those places I would, you know, I would be over here and I would hear truth and I would have to reckon with it. I would have to stop and say, Ooh, what am I going to do with this truth? And I sometimes said, all right, I'll try. And I, you know, come back this way. And, and then I'd be like, yeah, no. And then, <laughs> but then truth would come and I would have to deal with it. And at, and, and at every turn I was met with truth because truth was in me. I had to deal with it. And, and around you are people who know truth. Around you are people, and, and you don't know where where they are in this process. And, and, and as you speak the truth, they're going to have to deal with it. See, we can't be afraid to let truth come out of our mouth. Because it says in his word, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Not nine hours of counseling and, you know, and... And here's my opinion, and this is what I think, and this is where, you know, I had success, and this is what you can do, and la, la, la. Truth. What does the word say? What does the word say about it? The word says that I'm healed according to the stripes of Jesus. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I I have health in my body. The word says that when I give, that God will give back to me good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over the word says that that my seed will not be forsaken because I'm the righteous. Because I'm the righteousness of God, my seed's taken care of. And they will follow God all the days of their life. The truth says, and, and when you speak truth, then it has to be dealt with. Your opinion I love you, but it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I, you know, I... I value your opinion, but ultimately, it's the truth of the word of God that makes the difference. And and making disciples is simply speaking truth to the people that have their heart door open by you. You have people in your life that you can speak to that I can't. I don't know. Even if I didn't know them, they wouldn't trust me as much as they trust you. There's truth in your life. You, even if you're just saved, you have truth. And um, I have a, I, I, my, this has just been my heart. And, you know, I have um, a testimony you get from Ashley Gahabe. She can't be here today. She's on her way to Holiday World. So she, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ashley. Uh, but she uh, videotaped it for me. So we're just going to take a second and we're going to listen to how speaking truth worked in her life.
when um, in church this last Sunday, I was standing there, and we had um, Molly in there with us, and she was singing. And she comes in for the first couple of fast songs, and she's always good for that. And then she gets whisked away because she loves to sing, and she loves and she loves worshiping. And her mom wasn't there, and her, and her mom wasn't there. It was Rachel who brought her in. And so Rachel didn't know when to take her out. And so she, got, she was in there for the worship. And while she was in there for the worship, um, she, it, it, you know, you, you can tell when worship comes and the anointing comes and it feels a little heavy. And that put her in a position where she wasn't used to that. And she began to be anxious. And she was looking around like, what do I do now? Why am I still out here? I don't know what to do. And she was, and she was fearful. She was a little fearful because she was, and she was just looking around in all these sea of big people. And she was looking for someone to scoop her up. And I just scooped her up in my arms and I'm like, it's okay. You're going to be okay. And I just hugged her. And she put her little head down. And it was like. And God said. That's what you do when you speak to people. When you don't let fear hold you back. and you, You're scooping them up for me. And you're holding them. And you're telling them that it's going to be okay. They're so lost. And they're so desperate. And his heart breaks for them. And his avenue of scooping them up is us. And it was such a, such a beautiful analogy of who he is. Because all she wanted was somebody to hold her. All she wanted was somebody to say, you don't have to be scared. It's okay. We're having fun. We're singing. We're praising Jesus. It's okay. It's not scary. And there are people that are in our lives every day that have nothing. They have no truth. They have no hope. They have no, they have nothing that they can lean into. Just like Ashley said, if you lean into God, they have nothing to lean into. Nothing to catch them. Nothing to say it's okay until we come along and we speak truth. Because when we speak truth, it has to be dealt with. Their heart has to say, this sounds like something I need or this sounds like something that I'm going to pass on right now. But they have to deal with it. And you're his arms, you're his feet, you're his mouth. You get to be the one that that watches God scoop them up and say, and wipe away their tears and hold them and say, it's okay. But we have to get past this idea that we're not ready or that it's too scary or what am I going to say or what am I going to do because they're desperate. They're desperate for the things of God. And we are his ambassadors. We are the ones that, that, that speak. And if you don't know the right words to say, like Ashley said in her testimony, God will fill your mouth. He sent the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the guide, that will, that will fill your mouth with what you need to say 
in that moment at that time in um in Proverbs fifteen twenty three it says, A man has joy by the answers of his mouth and a word spoken in due season. How good it will be. A word spoken in due season brings life. It brings life on the scene and, and, and it comes from us. Because that's who God sent was us. He said, Go and make disciples. Go teach them, train them. You know, you might find people that don't know anything about God. Speak into their life. It says in in Corinthians 3, 6, it says, I planted Apollos water, but God made them sprout and grow. You don't know what part of the process you're in. You don't know if you're planting a seed. You don't know if you're watering that seed that someone else planted. Or you don't know if you're going to be the one that gets to be there to, to help reap the harvest. I'm encouraging you today. Let's get back to basics. And let's, you know, yes, we know the standards. We know the word of God. We're growing in the word of God. We're becoming more like Christ. But not so just our lives can be full. But so that that fullness can spill over into the people around us. Amen. I felt to pray for you today for two things. First, I want to pray for... I know some of you today need scooped up. Some of you today feel alone. Some of you today feel like this is, I, I, I came today because I needed something from God. And that, we're here. And if, you're, if today you're in that place, God wants to scoop you up and tell you it's going to be okay. So if you, let's just turn the lights down and, and just close your eyes for a second. If, if you're that person that just needs to, to know that God's there, and it's not always a desperate place. It can be a learning place. It can be a place where you're just like, I just need to go to the next level. I don't know what it is, where I'm supposed to go, but I know I'm supposed to go to the next place. I need wisdom. I need, I need to hear God. Or I feel so alone. I feel like there's no one with me, even in a crowd of people. Or I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about, but my heart feels empty because I don't know God. If you're in any of those categories today, I just want you to... St- I just want you to stand up, and we're going to have people around you love you. If you need God in any of those places, if you're alone, if you need to move forward, if you need wisdom today, if you need just a hug, <laughs> as we sing this song, or as this song plays, we're going to pray for you. Turn it up just a little bit. Now, believers, as we see people around you, if they, as they stand, if you would just go to them. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. 
Father, I thank you today that in this place, Lord, that we are not alone. Father, that just like Molly was in, in, in that crowd, Father, that I scooped her up and, and made her world better. Lord, today in this place, I thank you that you are spiritually scooping us up. Father, that we're not alone, that we aren't standing without you, that you are standing right beside us, that you are with us, that, that we are never far from you. We are never away from you. Father, right now, we just speak into their lives, Father, that your peace that passes understanding is overwhelming them, Lord, is consuming them, Father. I bind loneliness in Jesus' name. I bind the idea that you will never see the fulfillment of the, of the seeds that you have planted. I bind that in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, for provision in their lives. I thank you, Father, for a consuming love, a consuming love from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, Father, that brings peace. That brings peace. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Worthy are you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, Father, I thank you for every person in this place. If today, just hold your arms up. If you're willing to to scoop people up for God, because today there's going to be an anointing in this place. There's going to be an anointing that will fall as you reach up. I thank you, Father, that in this place, Lord, you see our hands. Anoint them, Father, to see with your eyes. Anoint them, Father, to touch the way you would. Father, anoint them in this place. Father, I thank you that the anointing is falling to see with your eyes, Lord. Father, that the compassion that you have for people, the compassion that you had as you walked on this earth, Father, is consuming us, Lord. That we will not be able to walk past someone without giving them the truth of the word of God. Father, that we won't miss an opportunity to speak. Father, I bind fear off of our hearts and minds in Jesus' name. I bind fear that says that this won't work. Why even do it? I bind that word in Jesus' name. And right now, Father, in this place, I thank you, Father, that we are loosing an anointing to scoop people up for you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Now, Lord, I thank you that that we just seal this word in by the Spirit, Father, that we are disciple makers because we love you, because we follow you, because you are our number one focus. Father, that we will hold on to you because you're holding on to us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. One last thing. Is there anybody here who doesn't know Jesus? I mean, we can't leave this place without everybody being sure that, you know, this is this awesome, like, full feeling that you feel right here. That's because of the presence of God. And it can go with you everywhere that you go. 
but you have to you have to make him the lord of your life 